I'm gonna make him an offer again. The classy San Diego. You can't handle the truth! I Hey, motherfucker. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to That Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Davis. And after our two-week hiatus, I am yet again, finally, joined by my co-host. Facts and Bissett. And today, we're we're going to be talking about Thor Love and Thunder. But first, we're going to get off to where the hell have we been these past two weeks? Well, uh, we've been uh, listening to our audience and kind of gathering some feedback as to what people would want to hear. So we've come up with some, I think, very interesting uh, topics for different podcasts we're going to do coming up your way very soon. And uh, just been going about our lives and keeping uh, time for some movies to watch so we can review. So Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Me, personally, I've been just grinding out both classes and honestly watching movies. I watch all of the... uh, Coronado trilogy. If you don't know what that is, I haven't a, seen that's that. That's uh, movies by Edgar Wright. Okay. By Sean Penn, or Peg, and uh, it's Shaun of the Hoffas and World's End. And those movies are mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. And the reason why I'm bringing these up is because I think they tie in the Thor: Love and Thunder. Let me tell you why. Okay. So Thor: Love and Thunder. Let's get into it. Everyone. I mean, I love the MCU. I think the MCU is some of the greatest. <clears throat> cinematic experience you can have in a the theater. Um, I'm so glad that like after COVID, now it's drawing everybody to the theaters. Mm-hmm. But I was so I was so excited when Takia Watiti was announced that he was going to be returning in Thor: Love and Thunder because he did such an amazing job with Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And and I saw Thor: Love and Thunder, and I couldn't help. But notice that it's just a shadow of its former self. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thor, right? Thor has had the same character arc in every single one of his films. Every movie he's in, he's trying to find himself. Mm-hmm. You know, after you know 12 appearances in the MCU, you would think that, you know, maybe he kind of knows who he is. And I feel like this movie definitely leads off in a way where he's like, oh, I know who I am. But at the same time, why... Why are we doing the same story arc that's been going on mm-hmm. for 12 years? Like, I look at progressive story arcs in the MCU, like Tony Stark, right? Tony I was Stark, just about to say that. Tony yeah. Stark and... Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, where he was by number 3 from the first one. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, even even at the end of Endgame, where he was a selfish... Per- like, okay. So, Steve Rogers and... Uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark had two completely different storylines, but exact they're exactly the same. Because mm-hmm. Tony was selfish and became, he became selfish, sacrificed his life. And then Steve became selfless to selfish because he wanted to spend the rest of his time with Peggy, which is awesome. I think those are great story arcs that really wrapped up their story really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I have so many problems with this movie. I, I like, think that I think the storylines now on some of the MCU movies are getting stale. Uh, recycled. I think that I, you know, personally, I haven't seen this particular movie, but I, I mean, I feel like, you know, these, these, like you said about these, um, you know, character arcs and stuff like that, they're recycling the same thing and really not coming up with anything new. Like, I'll give you an example. 2008, when you walked in theater for Iron Man, nobody had ever really seen a movie quite like Iron Man, and they'd never seen it done in such a way to where, you know, it was just different from anything you've seen before. These movies, though, they're getting repetitive and they're just, I feel like cash grab. 
you know, just cash grab, oh, cash grab, cash grab. Hundred percent. Like I like we're gonna have our MCU ranking thing yeah. in a few months once some of our other friends are here. Yeah. And we're gonna do a big podcast episode about that. So watch out for that. Yeah. But I trust me, I will go into the MCU and like how much I hate phase four so far. It has some really good stuff, but it's really good stuff is overshadowed by just meteorocracy. Meteor, meteor, meteorocracy. Me, me, mediocrity. <laughs> um, I think that I completely understand that. And I think that a lot of it has to do with this um, agenda that they feel the necessity to push due to their owners, Disney. Um, oh, Dis- Disney's milking the tea to everything yeah. you can. Look at like, for all the franchises they're ruining. They're ruining Star Wars. Oh. They, no, they, they ruined Star Wars. And I'm really scared about Indiana Jones. That is terrifying. Oh. <laughs> that is going to be just... We'll see. But going back into Thor Love and Thunder, I mean, Taki Watiti. <laughs> I, I can't pronounce his damn name. Titty? <laughs> but uh, see, they're squeezing the titty on he, this thing. He, he, is, he is such. He, he's such a stylistic director, and you can tell uh, the projects he's t- he's touched. Right? You have movies like if you. I know you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, but it's probably one of the best movies of 2018, mm. and it screams with titty. But <laughs> at, but this film, I cannot believe that he. Was like, oh yeah, that's okay. Like, let's let's move it forward. Like, I was so shocked. Like, for example, one thing that bothers me about, uh, uh, like the whole tone of the movie is like the important beats of the movie where it should be emotionally, like drawing, not drawing, but emotionally impactful, and like it should be important is ruined by a quick quip by a character, and you know. I, I understand that they're trying to redo Thor Ragnarok. I understand that. But every emotional beat was ruined because mm. of a quip or something that was tried to made funny that it honestly shouldn't have. Like, there was a lot of things that, like... Like, one thing I had a problem with was... Uh, so, Jane, right? Jane has cancer. Right, that's why she has to become Thor because Thor told Molnir Molnir to protect her, and so she becomes uh, the mighty Thor. And which I thought Natalie Portman did an amazing job at, but it, it she sh- did what she she it, did what yeah it, it, what she had to work with yeah it sure didn't seem impactful when like she's like oh I have cancer it it, it just there was no solid emotional tone which i was really shocked about that it just he, it's like like was just like oh thrown in there it's just thrown in there which i which this is a storyline from the comic and that's why jane becomes mighty thor because she has cancer and stuff but at the end of that like i'll spoil the movie she dies and uh that she dies and it's truly i i love the mcu but i truly didn't feel anything when she died. And then additionally, adding on to that as well, is uh I, I, I don't know if anybody caught this, but it's just me my noticing minor details is like they had an ice cream shop in New Asgard, which is they turned into like a whole theme park Disney World thing. I don't know. It it's something really weird. I don't like what they did that uh Asgard, but whatever. But there there's a uh place an ice cream shop that's called infinity cones and it has the logo as the infinity gauntlet i mean listen if they're gonna put a weapon of mass genocide as an ice cream cone shop like 
listen, that's like us putting like you know like a gas chamber in have like I don't it's <laughs> yeah. so it's so far fetched. It's so far fetched, silly, and it, it's just falls flat, and that's a lot of this movie. And I mean, I think the statistics really show it is that it had the worst second week drop in the MCU for Phase 4 following uh, No Way Home. But also, No Way Home on its opening weekend made $100 million more dollars than uh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, I honestly, the only thing I really liked about this movie was the music. I mean, there were some really good uh, action sequences as well. Like, there's like this scene where all the color is distorted, and every time they hit, there's color because they're in the shadow realm. And Gore, played by Kristen Bale, who does a really good job, and I wish he was in the film more. Uh, he just, it just, it's just really good. It's really good. Uh, it looks like it's out of a comic book. It's honestly really cool, but. Other than that, like, they really underuse gore, and I feel like the ending was rushed, and I just, all in all, I just really hated this movie. And I, I look at a lot of action comedy movies, like what I said before, the Coronado uh, trilogy, which do really good as action comedies, and that's how they should be done. And I feel like those should be the gold standard. However, Thor Love and Thunder just tries too hard to be funny. You can tell stuff is forced. And it's just really not good. I like honestly. I like after seeing it twice. I mean, I I I will confidently say this is a bottom tier MCU. I feel like we move backwards with Thor because Thor one, Thor the Dark World were complete ass. Thor Ragnarok is some of the best in the MCU, but Thor Love and Thunder is just it's it's not as okay. Let me get it. It's not as bad as Captain Marvel, the Eternals, or anything like that. But it's not better than Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I know that may upset a few people that I said that because they don't believe that. But Multiverse of Madness had heart. I know the script really sucked. But the visuals and all that stuff were really cool. And I I can put that aside. And Sam Raimi literally put his heart and soul into this film. But Thor Love and Thunder is just so, such a miss. And it was the movie that I was the most excited for when it came to the MCU release calendar for 2022. And I just cannot believe that this movie sucks. It, it like it straight up. It sucks. Uh, the first time I saw it, I'm like, Oh, it's not that bad. And then I watched it again. It has zero rewatchability. I think there are some scenes in there that are rewatchable, but other than that, the entire thing, I can't rewatch it. Uh, so I, it, it just falls into Thor, the Thor movies being kind of crap. And like I, you've seen the other two Thor, yeah. the other three, and you can agree the first two are really. The first ass. one was whew, really rough. brutal, and I mean, I have to say this is unpopular, but 2010 or 11, I think the first one came out. No, it was, and it was before because check and see if it was 2010 or 11. Actually, I think you it might was because event, uh, the Avengers came out in 2012. Yeah, check and see. But anyways, 2010 and 11, I thought Marvel had some really solid movies. They had Iron Man 2, which I liked a lot. I, and they, yeah, that's a very unpopular opinion. I love that movie. And then I also liked Captain America, the first Avenger, I thought was terrific. Oh, I think I think it's completely underrated. 2011. 2011. So yeah, so I knew it was around that time. But anyway, like I said, that stretch of movies uh, was pretty solid. I mean, yeah, you know. Other than Thor. You the original t- Thor. The thing is, with the uh, phase one of the MCU, it was them trying to figure out what the hell they wanted to do. And, I mean, they eventually figured out the formula that worked. And Phase 2 and Phase 3 absolutely show that because they're absolutely phenomenal. There's very few misses in that. But Phase 4, 
is all misses. I, I saw this statistic that somebody posted. I, I think it was like Cinema Blend or something. And it was showing the runtime of each phase. And phase four has like 20 more hours. And it there is zero direction for phase four. Like, you know how like uh, phase one was working towards the yeah. Avengers. Phase two was working towards Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell Phase Four is working th- towards. I, I think, think I think like right now, I think a lot of fans are getting to the point of you know they should have ended after Endgame. And I, honestly, I'm kind of following that train. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think uh, uh, Spider-Man: no, uh, no Way Home is absolutely phenomenal. I think it's literally top three in the MCU. But uh, it, it, it could be uh, number one for me. I, I think Infinity War. Infinity okay, War. Infinity fair. War is the best film. And it's better opinion. than Endgame by far. I, yeah, no, I think I have it at number two. Yeah, between Endgame. But anyways, going going back to this is like it, it, the main problem I have with Phase Four of the MCU is it seems it has no direction. I think that like I watched Miss Marvel. I know a lot of people didn't watch that, and I think Miss Marvel's really good. I I, I never saw. I that. think I think it's very it's a kids show and. You know, it shows the cult, like it shows a side of a culture that we don't see, which mm-hmm. would be like the Muslim, Arabic, all that stuff. And I think it's really cool. And it goes into our backstory in the middle. It kind of turns into like an action venture. But Miss Marvel, honestly, is what MCU fans wanted Spider-Man to be, where he's mm-hmm. by himself trying to figure out his powers. And I think it's absolutely great. It's it's a kid's show, but I think it's really awesome. And yeah, um, I think like granted, like I. There's so many better products of the MCU, but I think that Miss Marvel that came out and was a mini series on Disney Plus is significantly better than Thor: Love and Thunder, and that yeah. that that could be a hot take. I mean, granted, Rotten Tomatoes has Miss Marvel at a 98, percent which I believe is a little too high because I think there was some plot holes, some things that all yeah. kind of messed up about it. And uh, what's it? Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is at a 68. Have you which... ever seen any anybody else play Thor though? Any other? Um... Oh no, no. I think I think Chris Hemsworth is an absolutely phenomenal Thor. Okay. I think it's really cool, and I I think he fits the character really well. It, it's honestly just the writing. I mean, it, it has nothing to do with the it character. It's not the actor. It, um, my favorite uh, Thor rendition i guess is from the 1988 tv movie okay the incredible hulk returns i think if you haven't seen it you should watch it because we don't get much hulk stuff either like by himself actually actually well once she hulk comes out in august and Mm -hmm, uh, there's rumors that uh mcu is going to adapt the world war hulk comic storyline which That'd be interesting. Which is going to bring in like Abomination, which Abomination is already there. Red Hulk, She Hulk. Yeah, I like that. It's going to be really cool. But that's what they're announcing. That's I, what is rumored to be announced at D23 this year. Yeah, and I think for those of you who haven't seen the uh, the Hulk series from the 70s and 80s and the TV movies, I think you're missing out because I think that that's, you know, Stan Lee was more involved with the movie making and the TV series and everything that had to do with Marvel, like hands on. So a lot of it's really, really close to the comics, you know, mm-hmm. because he had his hand on everything that, you know, went that had Marvel's name on it because he was in his prime at that point in time. So yeah. I think if you haven't seen those, that stuff, I think it's worth checking. Yeah. Out. I, I, but like, I don't know. I'm just, honestly, there's no words to say Thor love and thunder other than disappointed. I'm disappointed. It, truly, I I don't believe it was <laughs> that great of a film, and you know it's a awful predecessor to its 
No, predecessor. Wait. Um, successor. Success. Thank you. Successor to its predecessor. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I mean, honestly, it's an MC movie. It's gonna mean something someday. You know, maybe it'll get better with time. Maybe it'll get worse. I mean, I with Doctor Strange, like the new one that came out, it just got better with time, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the podcast. Uh, I'm so, I'm sorry that I rambled on about how much I do no, not I like this movie. What you said. But uh, yeah, no. Watch out. Our next podcast will be the '80s one, which is one we're really excited for. So I hope you guys enjoy, it, and we will catch y'all in the next one.